0: California produces 95% of the avocados grown in the U.S. and 10% of the world's population.
1: Sounds like the rest of the country needs to cut back on avocados so we could just export them from California.
0: Oh, just the rest of the country, not you?
1: (laughs) Well, if they're grown in California. It's okay. At least buying local.
0: Welcome to Millennial, the home of pretend adulting and real talk, real talk. We're no Santos over here. I'm Andrew.
2: I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Well, speaking of Santos, uh, we are down a representative in the U.S. House because uh, last Friday, the House voted to expel freshman Congressman Matt Santos on the basis of an ethics investigation that... Revealed he was spending campaign and office funds on things like Botox, which I believe he corrected the record to say it was filler. (laughs) Um, Also, OnlyFans subscriptions and high dollar fashion clothing and accessories, to name a few things. Also makeup. So this guy was literally just using... Your taxpayer dollars to fund a luxury lifestyle and act like a complete jackass while he was doing it.
0: I really wish we got to find out what OnlyFans accounts Mm. he was subscribing to. Maybe... We can pay for a Cameo video from him because he is now on Cameo. He jacked his prices up, by the way. He's taking advantage of the situation. His videos were $75. They are now $200 a pop. And I was looking at the length of these videos. You're paying for about a 45-second message from... George Santos. Oh, I'm looking now. Oh, no, he's temporarily unavailable.
1: All booked and busy. <laughs>
0: booked and busy. <laughs> we could still message him for $20, though. Oh. I see. Well,
1: for $20, we better give you some OnlyFans recommendations, at least.
0: Yeah, that would be my question to him. I want to know what the hell he's doing on there.
2: But you want to know a fucked up thing about that messaging feature is you're not guaranteed a response if you send someone a message So if you pay $20 to send him a message, he is not obligated to write back to you. (laughs) So it's like a little tip jar. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And it warns you of that before you go and send the message.
0: I kind of would have assumed it may have just been like a a bot response of some sort. Like he has a bunch of canned responses. Maybe he just clicks on to save some typing time. But
2: no, they don't even try. You know what I'm wondering? And I don't I don't often advocate this kind of thing, but I wonder if we could get a George Santos cameo, and then file a charge back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it might be worth a shot. You know
2: what? The amount of money he stole from taxpayers, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah. Steal it back from him. Sure. We can get Chris Kirkpatrick from InSync for $179, and he promises a 24-hour delivery time.
2: Oh, that seems like a deal to me. I agree. But... Will he walk around the halls of Capitol Hill holding a baby and having hissy fit meltdowns at reporters and protesters? Like,
0: if we elect him, <laughs> farewell, Santos.
2: Yeah, didn't even last the year. Actually, I mean, he lasted longer than McCarthy did as speakers. So he's got that going for him, I guess.
0: And was the uh, PM of England, was. Uh... Uh, was that this year?
2: Oh, that was this year. I only remember the head of Lettuce. I don't remember what her name was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> PM Lettuce. Let's just call her that.
2: Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> But unfortunately, on a serious note, turning back to Santos for a second, the fact that he got in and got elected also spoke to the lack of local media funding, local media journalism that we have in this country right now. He snuck by under the wire. And I believe only all the reporting came out about him after he took office. And that was partly because there weren't enough journalists locally to really spend the time investigating this guy for the fraud that he was. Yeah. So it was also just a sad reminder of the state of media these days. Local journalists really get the job done um, when it comes to brand new people running uh, for office. Because New York Times ain't going to bother covering these people when they're unknowns.
2: Yeah, not until they become, you know, of national profile, in which case it's too late.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, just a reminder for everybody, the Millennial and MuggleCast Overstock store are now open. Grab extras of our awesome patron gifts while supplies last, including the adulting planner and the 2020 shirt. The water bottle is now sold out. We also have a bunch of MuggleCast items as well. Once these items are gone, they are gone, so please act fast, and we're able to ship them out pretty quickly within a day or so after you order, so there's still plenty of time before the holidays to order something. Your support also goes to helping us run the show, so thank you, MuggleMillennial.etsy.com. Also, we've got, what, two episodes left? Yeah. And then we're finished for the year.
2: I can't believe that. <laughs> no.
0: We have, at the end of the year, that'll be episode 946, we'll do our annual Secret Santa gift exchange. We've already got our gifts here delivered at uh, Casa de Sims.
2: For both of you.
0: For both of us, sitting under the tree. Pat's came today. So Pat will be here, Mark will be here, and Chloe will be here. And we're going to have a six-person Secret Santa extravaganza. And we'll look back at the year that was. And look ahead to 2024. It's always a really fun time. So I thought we should talk about things we feel guilty about consuming or purchasing, but we do anyway. And the reason I want to talk about this is because recently there was a story in the New York Times about avocado deforestation or deforestation caused by avocado farming, particularly in Mexico. Obviously, this podcast is called Millennial, and millennials love avocados, so I thought we should look in the mirror for a moment and ask, should we stop consuming avocados? In Western Mexico, forests are being raised at breakneck pace, and while deforestation in places like the Amazon rainforest is driven by cattle ranching, gold mining, and palm oil farms, in Mexico, it is fueled by the voracious appetite in the United States for avocados, And there's a combination of interests, including criminal gangs, landowners, corrupt local officials, and community leaders, and they're involved in clearing forests for avocado orchards. Since the United States started importing avocados from Mexico less than 40 years ago, consumption has skyrocketed, bolstered by marketing campaigns promoting the fruit as a heart-healthy food, and year-round demand for dishes like avocado toast. And California rolls. Mm. Americans eat three times as many avocados as they did two decades ago. I'm definitely in that camp. Oh, I don't yeah. think I was eating avocados like six, seven years ago. What? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> That's
1: wild.
0: Well, I mean, like, of course, I was eating it in like guacamole, but I would never like buy avocados and add them myself.
1: Just to have them. I see. Right.
0: Right. So the demand for avocados has come at a high cost, human rights and environmental activists say. The loss of forests and depletion of aquifers to provide water for thirsty avocado trees and a spike in violence fueled by criminal gangs muscling in on the profitable business. And lastly, from this article, just wanted to add, Mexican environmental officials have called on the United States to stop avocados grown on deforested lands from entering the American market, yet U.S. officials have taken no action. That makes me feel pretty guilty about consuming avocados.
2: It definitely makes me more self-aware. And did you also mention, Andrew, that we found it takes 50 gallons of water to grow one avocado?
0: Did we discuss that last week?
2: We chatted about that in the pre-show, or excuse me, when we were doing the huddle to plan for this episode, but I Googled it quickly. And yeah, it's about 50 gallons of water to one avocado. So if anyone... Just needs a visual to help them understand the on the ground impact of this. Think about that. It's literally 50 to one.
0: And when it comes to the issue in Mexico, this report says Mexico now accounts for nearly 90 percent of all avocado shipments to the United States. Now, Pam also wanted me to look into California, her home state. California produces plenty, too, without deforestation, but not enough for the entire country. And according to the EPA, California produces 95% of the avocados grown in the U.S. and 10% of the world's population.
1: Sounds like the rest of the country needs to cut back on avocados so we could just export them from California.
0: Oh, just the rest of the country, not you?
1: (laughs) Well, if they're grown in California, it's okay. spying local. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) but I do think that like that kind of speaks to what you were talking about at the beginning, which is that there's been a rise in popularity in avocado. And we see this a lot in food trends where, um, you know, certain foods have a moment, but most of the time they kind of um, settle a little bit more, I think like quinoa was having a huge moment. I don't see like every restaurant having quinoa bowls anymore, but for a while, like you could even go to Panera and they had like a whole quinoa bowl menu, for example. But avocado is one of those that's stuck. And that's probably the issue. That's also why they're more expensive now than they were. Like, I, I mean, I've grown up even eating avocados my whole life. You used to be able to get like three avocados for a dollar yeah, you know now you're lucky to get like one. Do you think that's partly inflation, though? No, I think that it's demand too. Like it's inflation and it's demand because if if they can jack up the price on something that's popular, it's supply that's like classic supply and demand.
2: Yeah. Well, and also uh, growing them is no easy task, right? It's very intensive right. to grow, um, grow a plant like that. So yeah. as demand increases, it's, you know, producers and uh, vendors, they're all going to increase their prices up and down the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: In today's discussion, we're going to be talking about some alternatives to things people feel guilty about as a way of helping each other out. So let's look at a small solution to this avocado issue. One solution could just be to grow your own avocados. But it it's takes tough. a lot of time. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's tough too. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to do that with the avocado pit.
0: I have. And it grew. And So the typical strategy is you put toothpicks in it, have it float halfway above above a, like a mason jar of water. And then um, you let it grow. And you're not supposed to give it too much sun. And we tried to do this. It took a very long time. And we did get um, the plant coming out of the pits and it was very exciting and it grew a couple leaves and that was exciting. Okay. We got progress, but then it died. Yeah. And it took a while. I don't know. Maybe I can get a real avocado plant or something and, and just get a consistent flow going.
1: Yeah. I think if you get like, if you get one that's already started, cause again, it's like, it's also climate, right? Like I would, I don't think I would, have very much luck where I am growing avocado. But my great grandparents used to grow avocado all the time in San Diego. And I think that San Diego, like the greater San Diego area, also has some avocado crops. So so I think that like you and Pat can make a good go of it out in We'll have to try again. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Y'all, I got a lemon tree planted December 2020. It's grown. It's a beautiful tree. It's yet to bear fruit. And I was told at this point it should have by now.
2: Yeah, it can take a this, long yeah. time for those things though. I don't know about citrus. Well, I'm looking at um fastgrowingtrees.com and there are dashes in there so it's fast-growing-trees.com. Uh, you can buy uh, a hardy avocado tree for a 100 bucks.
0: That's not bad at all.
2: No, it's not. I'm Mm-mm. sure that the maintenance is a bitch, but <laughs> I mean if if that's a A solution that you're seriously considering it seems like a pretty low investment
0: i mean we just said like how expensive it is to buy avocados so like i'm looking at this haas avocado tree 90 dollars one year warranty
1: oh so they're guaranteeing fruit
0: i guess so this is a very exciting idea whoever did my secret santa can we like return whatever was ordered and can you order me one of these instead (laughs)
2: I believe the the gift limit was twenty five dollars. So if you, I'll, I'll cover the difference. <laughs> you can save up over the next four holiday seasons. Before the, the next four Secret
1: Santas, <laughs> you know what I've been doing, and I'll have to check to see where um where my uh, avocado specifically is sourced from because I, in all honesty, I haven't checked the back of the bag. But I've actually been buying frozen avocado chunks for like the whole year because it's cheaper that way, and also. You never have to worry about them going bad. So if you're somebody that like struggles with food waste, because like, you know, it's really easy, first of all, to like cut into an avocado too early and then like not want to eat it because you didn't wait. But it's also really hard to eat through a whole bag of avocado if all of them are ripe. Right. So like frozen avocado might be a good alternative, again, depending on like where it's being sourced from. and. Like I said, a lot of times it's cheaper. Usually I just get mine um, at the local grocery store here for like, I don't know, seven bucks. Huge bag. And you can yeah. just like defrost however much you want.
0: That That is a great idea. That's a good idea. I need to look into this.
2: Honestly, I think I'm going to buy this fucking avocado tree. <laughs> like I'm, I've been sitting here thinking about it as we've been talking and I think I'm going to pull the plug. Do it. I mean, I'm ooh. doing it. I, I like, or pull the trigger, not the plug. I'm not killing the avocado. I'm looking <laughs> at the
0: social proof here, 648 reviews. It's got a five-star average. The only thing suspicious is this domain name, fast-growing-trees.com. <laughs> I'm immediately suspicious of any website that has hyphens in it.
2: We do have an endorsement from Tara in the Discord who says, we got our lemon bush from fast-growing trees and we had a lemon this past year.
0: Meanwhile, I'm out here being like, <laughs> give me fruit to my lemon tree every freaking day. Oh, man, I've made a huge mistake.
2: How big do avocado trees get? Oh, that's a good question.
0: It looks like you could pick your size.
1: Oh, there you go. So you could get maybe like a dwarf avocado tree. Like I have a, I have a dwarf citrus, citrus tree.
0: The two to three foot tree is currently 30% off. So oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To like back to your um lemon Sorry. issues. I like <laughs> did you are you sure you planted it in the, in the right place cuz like sometimes it's just not the right spot for well, the tree. Well, so that's the
0: problem. So it tends to get very windy here in Vegas during the spring and that's when okay. the flowers on it bloom and the wind is blowing those flowers right off the tree. So oh, um man. I'm just going to have to go to fastgrowingtrees.com and buy trees and keep them indoors <laughs> evidently. It's a business expense, says Jenna. And a listener named Laura T says, What are growing zones? Laura, focus <laughs> on the show. Come on, Laura. <laughs>
2: Snap I'm out of asking it. Asking <laughs> the Discord for help.
1: You just have to look at a map. Google it.
0: I saw the growing zone map right on the Haas Avocados page. I think it it's like the recommended areas. Yeah,
2: to, okay. to Based on put the tree right. in the country. Yeah. I will, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm will i going to bookmark this and I'm going to resume this research after we finish the program. <laughs> we
0: have um, the 15 best avocado substitutes, but we could probably skip that now that we have our own avocado trees.
2: Yeah, now that we've just gone straight. We've just decided to waste water. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're
1: wasting, but at least you're locally sourcing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we will talk about some other guilty pleasures and maybe some alternatives in a moment. But first, we're going to go order our trees. So we'll be right back. So let's talk about some guilty pleasures of our own, uh, ones that we really can't quit no matter how hard we try. Or maybe we're admittedly not even bothering to try. And maybe we'll try to find some alternatives, too. Laura, what do you feel guilty about?
2: Y'all are going to judge me, I think, for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Q-tips. I'm
0: always judging you.
2: Oh, for I for know. I can feel it all the time. Your eyes are just like boring straight through my screen. <laughs> um, so uh, this is for a couple of reasons. One, Q-tips are bad for your ears if you use them wrong, as I do, knowingly. Um, and they're also bad for the environment because they're single-use they go straight into the trash and then float around in our oceans forever. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if y'all remember this, but there was a time where Q-tips had that plastic coating around the stick part of the the Q-tip to make it a little more durable. It's only been in recent history that certain countries have started making them 100% out of paper so they can at least Biodegrade. Um, but there are still many countries that have not made that switch. So there's still a lot of Q tips with plastics on them that are floating around in the ocean forever. Single use stuff is always something to try and stay away from. But I have to be honest, even though I know I'm not supposed to put the Q tips inside my ear, I do because it feels good. <laughs>
0: I I feel you there. I feel you there.
2: I'm glad I'm not the only one because like sometimes like cuz I have allergies so my ears are always itchy no matter how much medicine I take for it and sometimes it feels good to just get in there with a Q-tip and just itch the shit uh, out of it. Uh, oh, not yeah. good for you. I don't <laughs> recommend it. You can damage your eardrum and all kinds of shit. <laughs> well, to that point about single use beauty products, I'll make you
1: feel better and say that I definitely still buy makeup wipes, like makeup remover mm-hmm. wipes, because sometimes I'm just too lazy to actually cleanse my face. Like this is twofold bad for you, kind of like Q-tips, because you're not really cleaning anything, even though you're removing on the surface, whatever you have on your face. And then also those go in the trash and they end up in the landfill. And I know it's bad, but I still have them in my house.
0: Honestly, most toiletries are like makeup products, like healthcare products. Like you're buying the toothpaste bottles, you know, they're plastic, single use, throw them away. Also floss picks. Like I don't use them. Great alternative reminder. I love the water flosser. Um, It works really well. Dentists seem to love it in conversations I've had. I went to the dentist a few months ago for the first time in a while, and they were like, oh, do you use a water flosser? I was like, yes, I do. They could tell because my gums and my teeth were in good shape, and they credited the water flosser Mm -hmm. with that and my electric toothbrush brushing. So get away from those picks. You see them on the street, too? I don't know how they end up everywhere, but they do. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned I think this that. people are flossing on the go. <laughs> flossing,
0: and then they're just like, whoosh, throw it on the ground.
1: Yeah, people are gross. A lot of people they litter. Are.
0: Okay, Laura, confess once more. <laughs>
2: uh, okay, so my other one is Amazon uh, for so many reasons. One, it's like way too easy. And I'm probably spending a lot of money that I could be spending on other things that are better for me. Um, But the other thing is, again, just the excessive waste in packaging and shipping materials. We get so many Amazon boxes at this house. And I've been lately trying to think of alternatives to this so that I'm not habitually thinking, oh, I need this. I'm going to go order it on Amazon. And instead of thinking like, okay, what are some other things that I can do? Uh, And for me, an alternative that I thought of, because I actually hate shopping in stores. I just don't enjoy it, never have, never will. Um, If I'm going to a store, it's because I know exactly what I want and I know where it is. I go in, I get it, I'm fucking out five mm. minutes or less unless the lines are really bad so i was thinking i could just order online for in-store pickup that way i walk to mm. like the service desk get my shit and dip <laughs> okay or you can have them bring it to your car if you're at target that's true great you don't even have to put shoes man on. Publix does that shit too They'll grocery shop for you and yeah. <laughs> bring your stuff to the car. It's great. <laughs> that's that's
0: a really good point, actually. The in-store pickup or just having them drop it into your car. I think we're all guilty of the Amazon problem. It's just way too convenient. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I feel guilty. I felt guilty. And I think I've brought this up on the show before about how often you see the delivery drivers. Coming through the neighborhood. I mean, people are getting stuff to their houses every day. They have that Amazon delivery day feature where you can say, "Okay, only deliver my packages." Let's say on Mondays. I think that's a good like middle ground solution, but not everybody does that, of course, because people want it right away. I actually do think I have another alternative here, and this is a relatively recent find for me. Now, I'm going to recommend a specific one that's only that only uh, can be used in three cities. It's called NellisAuction.com, and they cover Vegas, Phoenix, and Houston. I have to think there are other auction houses across the country. Nellis Auction is a place where Amazon, all these other online retailers, send stuff to be auctioned off because they don't want it back. You can get, as far as I've seen, every name brand under the sun at a fraction of the retail price. I heard about this from Pat. He heard about it from someone else. Nellis Auction has four locations around the city. You sit here online. You bid on what you want. Again, you'll find name brand stuff. Not everything is available all the time, but like I'll see hue lights come up quite often. But I'm talking everything. Food, books, tech, lights, home goods, home decor, everything. You bid on them. And then you go and pick up these items. So this is a way to kind of like reclaim some of the Amazon returns at a fraction, again, of the price as what they'll sell for online. It's very fun to browse. So that's a recommendation for everyone if they can find the auction house that is closest to their area. I would also say I feel guilty about eating meat in general. And I know that can be a common one. We also have listener feedback that we'll get to in a few moments. And also, I I feel bad, especially for the LGBTQ community, but I do like my Chick-fil-A from time to time. Those chicken sandwiches slap. I know there's some great alternative uh, chicken sandwiches, but... Chick-fil-A is everywhere. You get great customer service.
2: That's a hate crime. Well, you know. (laughs) I just want to make sure you know it's a hate crime. (laughs)
0: Some people would argue it is that I'm supporting uh, an organization that funds conversion therapy and stuff like that. I I think they have tried to make improvements there. Maybe it's simply that they just don't talk about it as much as they used to.
2: I think it's uh, a bigger problem than just Chick-fil-A. I think if you start digging into any big company or organization, you're going to find that they have and do support causes that uh, do not match your values. So I always get irritated in conversations when there's a lot of energy around canceling a particular. You know, food brand, store brand, and then zero conversation of the fact that the same shit happens everywhere else. It might be a different flavor, but I would challenge you to find, if we're talking fast food companies, I would challenge you to find a fast food company that doesn't at least have some skeletons in their closet. It becomes a lot harder to judge Uh, You know, over a singular case like this and people choosing to shop there or choosing to get food there when you start digging in and realizing it's actually a global problem and you're not going to solve it by pitting consumers against each other and shaming them for where they're going to get a fucking chicken sandwich.
0: Well, we should disclose that as a resident of Atlanta, you are legally obligated to stand up for Chick-fil-A because that's where they were founded. That's so true. And we Coke. We just need to disclose that. And Coke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you decide which form I'm talking about. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, th- that is a very good point. Chick-fil-A's big mistake was that they were so outspoken about it. And like I said, I don't think that they are anymore. I do think they have tried to make changes too. And that cha- that is probably partly with how leadership has evolved over the years. Also, as a little aside, in making friends out here this year, I will say I'm very surprised by how many homosexuals eat Chick-fil-A that I know here in Vegas. It's just you see a lot of this online. And of course, that's always the case, isn't it? Where you see all the outrage about things online and then you step into the real world and actually there's not that much outrage. But anyway, I do have an alternative to Chick-fil-A. And it's not a restaurant. It's a brand. And I know I just said I feel guilty about eating meat, but if you love Chick-fil-A and want to try to have like make your own Chick fil A at home, just bear B A R E chicken breast original filets. They sell these at Costco. My mom got them, cooked them for me one night. She was like, oh, Andrew, you got to try these. These taste just like Chick-fil-A. I'm like, all right, fine. Let's give it a shot. And they actually were very good. So we've been buying them, sometimes making chicken sandwiches at home. So, of course, you got to bring your own bun and whatever else. But I would definitely recommend checking those out. They also do like um, little chicken nugget type things at Costco, too. I've seen.
2: It's the only bare breast you'll ever eat, I'm guessing.
0: (laughs) And want to touch, yeah.
2: (laughs) You should make your own uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich ripoff and call it the Chick-fil-Gay. Oh, yeah. Didn't some company do that one year? Probably. I'm trying to remember who did that. It's There's no way that nobody's done that.
0: <laughs> also, just want to say, like, there's a lot of uh, positive attention around the electric vehicle movement and definitely in terms of emissions, they are amazing. However, the manu- manufacturing part, not so much. Some studies have shown that the manufacturing of a typical EV battery can result in higher carbon emissions compared to gasoline cars. EV batteries are also very heavy, so they, uh, they take a lot of uh, uh, energy to ship around the world. So they aren't perfect. And as a Tesla owner, I felt compelled to mention that one as well. However, I do think that ultimately they are a net positive for the world. Plus, you save a lot of money charging at home. So those are mine. Pam, do you have any others before we move on to patron submissions?
1: Um, I I'll just say like fast fashion is really hard to get away from. And sometimes it's just easier to, again, um, order that stuff online at your price point. I don't know. Like, I mean, like investing in pieces that you can keep for longer is nice, but it's not always feasible. So that's a big one for me. And I'm sure it's a big one for other people, too.
0: Looking at submissions from patrons and we got responses coming. They came in very quick after I made the post. I think people had things they wanted to get off their chest. (laughs) Alex said owning two gasoline powered cars. One is technically an antique and I know it's bad, but I'm not ready to give up that manual transmission yet.
2: Kristen says a Diet Coke in a styrofoam cup with a plastic straw <laughs> and then use the emoji of a little person peeking out from behind their eyes. So, I mean, you could just ditch the styrofoam cup and plastic straw and I think you're in a much better place.
0: But people will say that it tastes different when you're sipping it out of the styrofoam cup. And I think I get that. really. Well, oh, yeah.
1: It stays insulated longer. Oh, so the ice doesn't melt. It's the same thing with like, I, I'm not a big Diet Coke drinker, but like I love an orchata from a, you know, a taco place and they always come in the styrofoam cups.
0: Well, to that point, Mandy also said she feels guilty about styrofoam to go cups and she says it keeps her Diet Coke staying so fresh and cold.
2: Yeah, there you go. I never made this connection. Yeah. I never realized it. I just thought styrofoam was cheaper. I'm sure it is. It probably is too. <laughs> yeah.
0: She said, when McDonald's switched to plastic cups, I was so sad because now the ice melts so fast and it sweats. Yeah, that's a big one, too. The yeah. sweating of the drink.
1: Well, I feel like Chick-fil-A was the last one standing with the styrofoam cups. But not long ago, um, I went to Chick-fil-A and the iced tea didn't come. In the styrofoam cup anymore. So
0: mine's still. So what is it, plastic or paper?
1: I think it's like that paper, like plastic-lined paper. Plastic, kind of like the McDonald's. Oh,
0: oh, you know,
2: like the ones that have like the wax.
0: Okay, yeah, mine's still doing styrofoam, but it probably it's a slow transition. That.
2: Yeah, mine's still doing styrofoam too. It could also be a
1: California thing. I feel like oh, they've been really cracking down on the single-use stuff. Definitely. So, it.
0: or like you have to compost. I remember it felt like a big deal when Duncan got rid of styrofoam cups.
1: Sonia says Hobby Lobby is so much bigger than Michael's in my area, thus far more selection. I especially like their huge selection of frames. Hate that they're closed on Sundays. So this excursion is usually on a stupid crowded Saturday. But as they're next door to total wine and spirits, it's a double win-win for me.
0: I know the three of us don't shop at Hobby Lobby. They're a cheaper alternative to Michael's. So that would be a good tip for people. Do either of you shop at Hobby Lobby at all?
2: No, no, because I have, I don't have one near me, unfortunately, but yeah, I do not presently. I, okay. I would
1: be, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I would probably be tempted to at least check it out if there was one near me. Because Listen, none of us are made of money, right? And if you get into any sort of crafting and sometimes I go all in on crafts, like it adds up really quick the price for even like. Um, I don't know, like, um, like, let's just say you want to like, like, do like, um, like, I don't know, like clay ornaments for like all your family and friends or something like that, like that adds up. So obviously, you want to go wherever you can get the best deal if you're really hellbent on doing like homemade crafts for Christmas, for example. I'll use that as an example since we're, you know, tis the season. But um, but yeah, like, um, or also like even like yarn, like the internet, likes to say that like um you know making blankets for people or making scarves or making hats for people is like a cheap gift idea but yarn is really expensive and that adds up too. Yeah. So Yeah.
2: Well, and people people just have to shop where they can reasonably afford to shop. I would never think of shaming somebody for shopping at Hobby Lobby just like I wouldn't shame someone for getting food from Chick-fil-A. And a million other companies that have ties that are questionable at best and nefarious at worst, at worst because we as individual consumers only have so much control, read none, over these larger market trends that are dictating why prices are sitting the way they're sitting and why wages have stagnated and aren't keeping up with the cost of living. People got to do what they got to do. You know, so I I totally get it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and Kelsey also brings up a good point. Our Christmas tree skirt came from Hobby Lobby, and I feel so awful about that part of it. But it was unfortunately exactly what I was looking for. That's the problem, too. Sometimes the best option is just at Amazon, at Hobby Lobby. I guess if you could Mm -hmm. try to curb your spending at any of these places, that's helpful. But sometimes it's the only option for you or the option you've really been looking for. Furniture, too. Like sometimes it's really hard to find the coffee table you're looking for, the couch you're looking for, the right size, shape, color, pattern, et cetera. And then you find it at, let's say, Hobby Lobby. And it's like, well, fuck me. I guess I'm going to go to Hobby Lobby.
1: Yeah. The other thing is, too, is as, as much as I would love to thrift furniture, the timeline for that, like you have to be patient and you're not, there's no guarantee that you'll find it in a day, right? And it's mostly because if you thrift furniture, better chance that you'll actually find a piece that's made of wood nowadays nothing's really made of wood anymore so you know the longevity of the thing and like the cost is advantageous to people but like if you need a kitchen table or if you need a desk like that's usually something that you need right now you can't wait like three months six months to have those pieces in your home
0: right Kiana said, my husband is very leftist, anti-Israel, pro-union slash labor rights oriented. So right now going to Starbucks is on the no-no list. I, however, have held out for a few months now, but he doesn't have to know I got a cold brew with extra pumpkin cold foam the other day because damn, that shit is good.
2: I don't personally know that you refusing to buy a cold brew once in a while at Starbucks is really moving the needle. On any of those issues, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that people shouldn't, you know, spend to meet their convictions. So I understand what your husband is doing, but I don't know. It feels like maybe that should be more of a him thing and less of a a you requirement. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, there's the power in numbers, of course. And if you feel like you're contributing to a movement, I guess that's the point. But. Yeah, I mean ultimately, that's kind of how I feel about Chick-fil-A again. It's like am I is my $10 every few weeks moving the needle at all? No.
2: You know what? It just made me think of I pr- I usually don't go to Starbucks anymore. I'm much more of a Dunkin fan girl, but I'll commit to this. Uh when I do go to Starbucks, when I get a hankering for it, I will try my damnedest to only uh Be a patron of unionized locations.
0: (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Don't know how many there are currently, but okay.
2: There aren't that many, but I will fucking find them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quick Google should uh, help you out there.
2: Anthony said long showers. Sarah also said long hot showers. It's getting colder at my soccer games now, and I am freezing by the time I get home. Yeah, so long showers obviously contributes to, you know, water waste. Hot showers, I suppose. Hot showers maybe aren't the best for your skin.
0: Yeah, Mm.
2: like your moisture barrier.
0: I would also recommend doing a little Googling and seeing how much indoor water your town or city is able to reclaim. As I've brought up on the show before, Vegas reclaims 99% of indoor water. So I could sit there for three hours and virtually all of that would be reused. Now, of course, that has a negative impact on your water bill and you're asking for more water to be running through the system. And as a city grows, more water is going to be required to run through the system to support the entire system. So that's not good. But it might make you feel better if you do some Googling. I know Sarah lives in San Diego. Oh, you know, she googles San Diego water reclamation. Let's say they uh reclaimed ninety-nine percent like Vegas. Then you might feel a little better about those long hot showers.
2: You can also take navy showers. I don't know if anyone is familiar with that. It's basically where you uh and I guess I do this. Um, not because I'm trying to save water necessarily, but because I have this very peculiar thing where I prefer to, like, soap up outside of the stream of water because I don't want to wash it off. I want to wash it off all at the same time. Oh, I get that. I want to be, like, completely, like, soaped up so that... (laughs) When I wash, it like all comes off at the same time. And I actually feel like I'm getting clean. So I do this. I'll like get in the shower, I'll turn on the hot water, and I'll definitely like enjoy it for a couple of minutes. But then I turn it off and I soap up and then I rinse off. So that's something you can do. When you said Navy
0: showers, I was hoping some hot thing where like you're showering with Navy sailors to conserve (laughs) water. I was like, damn, tell me more.
1: I thought I thought you were going to say you like um, you boil your own hot water and you like run under the cold water and then douse yourself in hot water. Can you imagine? We had to do this once. And when I went to visit my family in Mexico, because it, we just had like the like the, um, they one of my family members had just built a new house and they didn't have hot water yet. But we were also there in like the dead of spring break heat. But yeah, like the, the shower was interesting because there we would go with like our pot of hot water.
2: Mm. Can't I've never done that. And I did look it up to make sure that I'm not crazy. It is a thing. A navy shower is a method of showering <laughs> that allows for significant conservation of water and energy by turning off the flow of water in the middle portion of the mm. shower. I also
1: know that they like nowadays they make um shower heads where like You know, like they distribute less or like you can easily turn them on and off. Um, I'm actually due to upgrade my shower situation soon. So maybe I'll look into that. But that's a good call. It's definitely an option for people too. Zian says, my stationery collection inks, fountain pens, notebooks and many more. Komal said, disposable
0: plates and cups for almost a year after our kid was born. We didn't have the energy to do so many dishes regularly. So we bulk ordered paper plates and utensils from Costco and used those instead. We also hand wash instead of using the dishwasher, which makes this all that much worse. Yeah, I guess there's better plates and utensils now for the environment. The Single use ones, ones that are biodegradable. Maybe you can look into that. But I also understand, like, as a parent, you're busy.
2: All right, uh, moving on, Kristen said, using paper plates and other disposable dishes, I'm disabled and have to be realistic about what my body can handle, but I hate contributing to killing trees and making extra waste. Uh, To that, Kristen, I would say that you have nothing to feel guilty about. You're doing what you need to do within your abilities, and I would also
0: consider maybe looking into planting trees like you can uh, make a donation to an organization that regrow trees that might make you feel better. Even a small donation, I bet, would go a long way. Yeah. If you want. There,
2: there are also biodegradable yeah. um, paper plates that you can get. They're definitely more expensive, but that's an option. Even if you only wanted to get some of them and use them some of the time. So, like, say, every other plate or every third plate is a biodegradable plate, like that would make a difference. But uh, I don't think that you should be comparing yourself to what the rest of us should be doing, which is not using paper plates. There's there's exceptions
1: to everything.
2: For sure.
1: Uh, Noticing a pattern here. Drew says, so many paper plates. I like to think that owning a plug-in Prius balances it out.
0: I think that's a good thing to keep in mind in general, trying to balance things out. Megan said, I love flying and will always pick it when it's an option. It makes me feel fancy. Next week, I'm flying to see my mom and dad. It would be a five-hour drive, which I usually do, but I had the option to fly this time and wholeheartedly took it. Also, one of my hobbies for the last 15 years has been watching Formula One, so I suppose my support is fueling an environmental disaster. As someone who works in the environmental field, there really is a feeling of guilt around these things, but I have to put it into perspective or I'd never be able to live my life. Flying is a necessary evil. I know you like flying, but a necessary environmental evil. For now, there was actually a story in the last week. There was a Virgin Atlantic 787 flight that flew across the ocean without fossil fuels. So they're making progress there. It's slow going. But one day, the impact on the environment will be significantly smaller.
2: Uh, Madeline says Sheehan. With an upside-down smiley face.
1: And that's makeup?
2: It's clothing. It's, yeah. Clothing. Actually, oh. I think they have everything. Like they probably
1: have makeup now too. They're probably okay. I've never
2: bought anything from there, but I know a lot of people who um definitely make it into a pastime. John says red meat
1: and flying on airplanes, also taking home those small toilet- toiletries, also taking home too many free branded metal water bottles. I have way too many but they're but they are free. The millennial one is my fave. Yes. Oh.
0: Monica said I'm a primary school teacher and I feel like I kill a tree weekly with the amount of printing I do. But you're educating students. Balance. Yeah. It all balances out.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tara also uh, mentioned long showers and said, I try to balance it out by not showering every day if I don't need to. And also lowering the water flow whenever I can when washing my hair, no need for full water pressure when I'm just letting conditioner sit in my hair for three minutes. Also air conditioning. Um, Oh, like, she feels bad about air conditioning. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. On a, on a different note, air <laughs> on conditioning. On a different
2: note, air <laughs> conditioning. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm, I'm really bad with our thermostat. Sean <laughs> says,
1: chocolate. I know so much of it is made using unethical means. I get fair trade chocolate when I can, but the most accessible is typically Hershey.
0: Lola said, I think this is a very common one, but eating animals. I studied animal science and went to an abattoir as part of my undergrad and witnessed learnt all about that process and was absolutely disgusted and horrified, yet still very happily eat meat. It's a very common phenomenon called the meat paradox, where most of us love animals, yet still happily chow down. It's a cognitive dissonance at its finest. Yeah, These are thoughts that cross my mind, too, thinking about how animals are treated. And sometimes it turns me off. Other times I'm able to not even think about it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should devote an episode to that at some point. Because that's, like Lola said, a very common one.
2: Uh, Zoe is echoing some other themes that we've already heard. Uh, chocolate, coffee, and long showers. Um, coffee, very similar to chocolate in terms of the ethical issues that come with where it's sourced, how it's sourced, how people are compensated for it. Yeah. you. Um,
1: for that, I would recommend um, looking into some local roasteries because usually they're doing a much better job of keeping to fair trade guidelines for single origin stuff and sometimes for the mixes too but you can also um, talk to them about how they source their coffee and they will happily tell you like everything about the places where they source their beans and so if you're really serious about trying to uh, make a difference you could definitely go that route. Destiny says, I use a lot of plastic storage Ziploc bags. I wish I could afford reusable silicone ones, but they are so expensive. I do use and reuse plastic containers that I buy food in at the store. For example, lunch meat. They are great for storing leftovers as well as sending food home with others because it's not important to get them back. I also use almond milk, which I know uses a lot of water to produce.
0: Yeah, so I know those reusable silicone bags um, can be a little pricey. I've seen them at Costco, so maybe keep an eye on Costco if you have a membership. And I know this is like supporting another evil, but Amazon, they've got to have cheap ones there, right? Maybe they're not the name brand ones, but they're there. So maybe, I don't know the last time you took a look at the prices, but maybe look again. We actually have some that we bought from Amazon probably three or four years ago, and they're holding up pretty well. And then uh, last but not least, Chloe brings us full circle shopping at Amazon, Melting face emoji. Wow. So thank you, everybody, for getting those off your chest. We love getting listener feedback. We really, really appreciate when we can pose a question to you and y'all turn out, especially when you have to face your own guilt. (laughs) Confess. (laughs) But look, we're all guilty. (laughs) Confess. Confess. (laughs) So we'll revisit some of these topics, I'm sure, in the future. For now, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the Biden campaign and AI challenges in the year ahead. We'll be right back.
2: All right, y'all. Well, now we're going to talk about AI. I feel like AI... Should be the person of the year because it's the thing that we've not been able to stop talking about. Um, It was recently announced that the Biden 2024 reelection campaign has assembled a special task force to ready its responses for misleading AI generated images and videos. Um, They're already drafting up what court filings could look like and preparing some novel legal theories. That it could deploy in the event of some potential disinformation efforts, which we know are going to happen. Um, so, some examples of things that they are preparing for are, you know, things that Biden could do, steps that he could take if something like a fake video emerged of an election official falsely claiming that the polls are closed when they're not, or potentially of Biden encouraging non-citizens to vote. Uh, Things like this, claims that have been made in prior elections, um, basically being Fabricated um in this, you know, AI deep fake format. Um, and we actually just as a, a call out, we did predict that AI, and I think it was specifically voice AI, would be of significant concern in the upcoming election. So, you know, I think that the Biden administration taking some steps here to mount um you know, some legal strategies, as well as the administration just put out an executive order around AI. You know, I think it just shows that we made a very accurate prediction earlier this year when we talked about it. Um, That was back on uh, season nine, episode 10, for anyone who wants to hear. And uh, when you do, you'll also hear an AI creation of our own using (laughs) President Joe Biden's voice endorsing our podcast.
0: No, that was real. No, no. <laughs> it didn't sound fake at all. It is nice it to see It actually
2: sounded pretty good. I think.
0: I'm going to have to go back and listen. I honestly forget. <laughs> oh. It's nice to see that the 2024 campaign is thinking ahead on this because it definitely feels like a terrifying issue that and, and it's going to get easier and easier to fool people. So, cuz things yeah. are moving very quick in the AI world.
2: And just for a couple of examples of deepfakes that have already happened, actual video deepfakes, um, there was a video that I think is pretty famous of Biden giving his granddaughter a kiss on top of her head, and somebody took that and altered it to basically make it look like he was touching her inappropriately for a prolonged period of time when that's not what was happening. Um, There's also recently been an example of a deep fake where Biden announced that we're bringing the draft back. (laughs) Yikes. Um, So yeah, I mean, things like that, if you imagine seeing a convincing enough Video of someone you recognize to be the president of the fucking country saying, Y'all, we're bringing the draft back. Oh, by the way, we want undocumented uh, people to vote in our elections, get to your polling stations. That can, you know, one, spread a ton of misinformation, but it can also be dangerous. Um, We've seen the types of things that people will do in response to fake news. So just imagine. How much worse it's going to be if they are seeing something that they believe is real and not just reading it on Facebook. They're actually seeing Joe Biden telling non citizens to go vote.
0: What's also terrifying, you meant you said not just reading it on Facebook. We all know how easy it is to fool people simply through a headline. So imagine the impact of a video. Yes. Way more effective. As if the headline wasn't effective enough.
2: Thinking about social media and tech companies, both Meta and X, formerly known as Twitter, um, <gasps> were we recently pressed by Congress about why they weren't already labeling political ads that use AI-generated content. Um, and in response to this, Meta actually announced that they will begin labeling political ads that use AI generated content. Um, This is something Google's already been doing. So I think this is why Congress was pressing meta and X to be like, well, why aren't you already doing this? You're seeing a competitor of yours, you know, a peer of yours in the field using this. Um, Microsoft also announced a tool that will allow campaigns to insert a digital watermark into their ads to show one, who actually made the ads, and two, to allegedly prevent the ads from being digitally altered. Mm. I don't know how you guarantee that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess the video could be ripped and taken off of Microsoft's platform. I don't know what platform we're even referring to. Bing, I guess, their search engine.
2: Right, because so many people use Bing.
0: Right, right. (laughs) I guess if there's a digital (laughs) watermark, it couldn't be downloaded, manipulated, then re-uploaded with the same watermark, but then there'd be matching in other ways and there would be like a discrepancy. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud, but I'm sure Clippy's got this under control.
2: <laughs> Clippy's got our back. <laughs> um. Well, you know, in addition to that, there's kind of a a new race in the tech field and it's around developing... AI deepfake detectors, as they're called. It literally sounds like something out of Harry Potter, a deepfake (laughs) detector. Um, But you have, you know, startups, smaller companies, you also have tech giants like OpenAI, and even the US military are all kind of in a race to develop this kind of Deep fake detector, which could be really exciting. But I'm wondering how long it's going to take to develop something that's reliable. And is it even possible for us to catch up with how quickly AI is developing?
0: Not before the election. I feel like by the
2: time we get a solution. Yeah. By the time we get a solution, AI is already going to be Way ahead. So, well, and I think when
0: we were discussing ChatGPT earlier this year, I had mentioned that ChatGPT themselves had come up with a tool where you could plug in a body of text and they would tell you if it thinks it was generated by ChatGPT or not. And this was partly for the education world, for teachers to plug content, bodies of work in, and see if it was generated by ChatGPT. Even ChatGPT was like, this isn't going to be foolproof. It's going to have false positives.
2: I wanted to ask y'all, what AI deepfakes do we predict we're going to see in the upcoming election here in the U.S.? I don't know why. I kind of just have this feeling that we're going
1: to see something in relation to Biden's age and having senior moments. So maybe like um, a, a deepfake that kind of evokes the malfunctioning we've seen from McConnell. Uh, Over the course of the last few months to kind of really drive home this idea that he's too old and unfit to serve office. And that's why you should vote for um, somebody that's more competent on the other side.
0: Mm -hmm. Or like falling down the stairs or something like that. Yeah,
2: something like that. Anything that makes him look weak because of his age. I agree with that, Pam. I think that they'll probably do something to exaggerate the senior moments that he already has. Yeah. And make it seem Like worse. maybe slurring the words or like making him stutter more. Yeah.
1: And then the, um, the other thing I think we're probably going to see is like um, uh, doctored up uh, um, speeches from like old moments to kind of alter history. Um, so like maybe like um, a, a, a Trump speech that like removes some of the more racist rhetoric so then you have like two versions of the truth floating around out there but I think that that could go for like any candidate um DeSantis has also had a lot of flubs I could see people like trying to alter those flubs to make them look um, a little bit kinder (laughs) to him so that people don't really know um which one is the truth like this all of this really kind of goes back to um, the unfortunate truth, which is that so many people don't have a good media literacy foundation. And like this is just going to exacerbate that even more, which is unfortunate because it's like way harder to deduce whether a clip you're saying is fake or not when the technology just keeps getting better and better. But then if you don't have good media literacy skills in addition to that, it's like, you know, kind of fucked. I was thinking.
0: Post-election, like let's talk about the day after the election, a Joe Biden or Kamala Harris AI saying that either they actually lost the election or that there are wide amounts of election fraud. Because, of course, if this is Trump v. Biden and it looks like Trump isn't doing well the day after the election, Trump is going to start claiming election fraud nonstop. And so I could see that type of video popping up so he or his supporters or just people online could try to cause more mayhem by saying, look, look, even Biden or Kamala are are admitting that there's election fraud going on here in the 2024 cycle. And then this one's more abstract. I could see a celebrity endorsement for someone on the right. Right because it's traditionally been difficult for republicans on the right to get the endorsement of beloved high-profile celebrities all they got is like kid rock so you know a taylor swift endorsement is the obvious one but really any hollywood celebrity doing a convincing ai video of of them endorsing let's say trump could be at least a little effective
1: Like Bruce Springsteen saying, of course, you can use Born in the USA on your campaign trail.
0: (laughs) Of course, President (laughs) Reagan. (laughs) Yeah, or just, I don't know, Brad Pitt or any celebrity who's hot this time next year. Harry Styles. I guess they want to get out the youth vote. So it might be like a young singer or um, I don't know what movies are coming out in late 2024. But yeah, I can see some fake celebrity videos because the right doesn't have cool celebrities like the left does.
2: No. Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) um (laughs) it's almost like artists and creative people tend to err on the progressive side of history who would have thought seems so um anywho i so i have a couple of thoughts um one thing that i was thinking is i could see there being something created purely for shock factor like an elected official could be biden could be another high profile official uh exposing themselves in public so that if you believe claims of you know biden being a pedophile which is a favorite one of you know people who go down these you know conspiracy wormholes um you know you might see a video of what looks to be Joe Biden exposing himself or, you know, in some other way, interacting in an inappropriate way towards someone, you're seeing something that's it's confirmation bias, and you're not going to question it, especially if it looks pretty real. The other thing that I was thinking is content, doctored content showing certain officials endorsing policies that they actually don't agree with or saying things that they you know wouldn't say um in order to convince certain segments of the population that they're actually a shadow sexist or a racist um or secretly a communist or a socialist like anything that could allow um people to kind of pin an ism or an ist onto that person based on something that they didn't actually say or do or support. I think we're going to see a lot of coming into next year. But I definitely think there's going to be some kind of nudity scandal driven Mm. by AI.
0: It also tracks (laughs) with the Hunter Biden attacks with the leaked dick pics. You mentioned confirmation bias. Oh, look, his dad is getting his dick out there, too.
2: Those Biden boys, they just can't keep it in their pants.
0: (laughs) Some of us can.
2: And just to wrap us up, I did want to plug the executive order that came out of the White House around AI. This is very extensive. Um, Definitely recommend reading it through if you haven't had a chance yet. Um, This is probably the most thorough sort of high-level overview I've seen of the various issues that can and will arise as AI continues developing. And I just wanted to call out a couple of these that stood out to me. Um, One is protecting against the risks of using AI to engineer dangerous biological materials. That I thought was interesting because we hear a lot about using the powers of AI in medical development, right? And that's something else that's referenced on here too. But we have to remember if it can go one way, it can go the other way too. And I think especially in a world where we have only just recently experienced living through a global pandemic, um, I think that this is going to be really relevant. To people to make sure that AI isn't being used in this way. Um, Something that I really love that they called out here is providing clear guidance to landlords, federal benefits programs, and federal contractors to keep AI algorithms from being used to exacerbate discrimination against people. I think that is such a big call out because we know that in AI and in tech in general, there is so much bias and discrimination baked into the way all of this software works. So, I appreciate that being called out here as a significant risk because it is. And the last thing that I pulled here is um, to advance the responsible use of AI in healthcare and the development of affordable and life saving drugs. Again, um, a more positive example of how AI can be used in that space. But if you think about the expenses that are passed on to us by pharmaceutical companies, there's potential to use this power for good. I don't know if it is going to be used for good, but could be. So I, I definitely recommend reading over the full executive order. There were some really interesting items called out there.
0: And of course, when it comes to like affordable and life-saving drugs, I mean, you know, like you you basically mentioned some of these companies could be less greedy, but maybe ChatGPT will make some cheaper drugs for us. All right. Well, a couple of reminders before we get to recommendations. The Overstock store is now open. Visit mugglemillennial.etsy.com to get some of our gifts from years past. This is a great time to order these gifts. Uh, Maybe you want one of these for Christmas from Santa. So send the link to your parents. Or maybe you want to buy something for a millennial listener in your life. Once these items are gone, they are gone. So do check it out as soon as possible. And Pam, what's coming up in After Dark today?
1: We're going to talk about um, whether or not we return shopping carts after we're done using them this is as a result of the shopping cart theory which has been around for a few years but it's making the rounds again online i thought it would be fun to to see how lawless we are when we're left to our own devices we polled listeners for this segment too so thank you for all of you who voted so we could talk about the results and we'll also talk about any other societal rules that we break when we think no one's looking to so it should be a fun discussion
0: Mm mm-hmm So After Dark is part of Mega Millennial, which is the main show, ad-free, with After Dark attached at the end. If you're a Spotify user, you can just tap into the show, then click the Patreon banner, and you can pledge to our Patreon or access the Patreon benefits right within Spotify. If you want to support us elsewhere, there's the Apple Podcast subscription, which also gets you access to Mega Millennial. Whether you're on Apple or Patreon, free trials are available as our annual subscriptions to save you some money. So let's move to some recommendations. Laura, you have an exciting update for us, I think.
2: I do. So my recommendation is for the Consumer Action Class. The way they they uh they call this is so weird. It's the Consumer Action Class Action Lawsuit Database. This is essentially a database where you can look up all of the active and open class action lawsuits that are Uh, out there in the great wide world. And if you think that you may be eligible for any of these class action lawsuits, I highly recommend submitting a claim for one. Um, The site makes it pretty easy to do that. Um, And the reason I recommend this is because I recently received uh, money from TikTok I don't know if y'all remember, but I think it was earlier this year or later last year, I talked about how I was submitting a claim for the TikTok data privacy settlement. And I received a settlement not that long ago (gasps) in my Venmo. A lot of these, you can opt to receive your payment via Venmo. So super convenient. Oh, that's nice. I am so excited about this because (laughs) it is so much more than what you usually get from class action lawsuits. It's usually nothing. It's usually pennies. I got $27.84. That's, that's really, really good, good
0: for a class for action. A class
2: action? Yeah. That's really good.
0: That'll cover Taco Bell for one night. That's like yeah. a good six cheesy gordita crunches.
2: It covered Taco Bell last night. I already <laughs> spent it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, TikTok. And I like how their comment, so on Ven, you mentioned you received this via Venmo. You can write a comment. Their comment to you was, Thank you, period.
2: <laughs> thank you for your data.
0: You should have commented back. No, thank you for the Taco Bell.
2: <laughs> I will, actually. <laughs> no,
0: that's a good tip because, you know, a lot of this is free money, these class action lawsuits. And like you said, not uh, it's not often that you get $27, but it's always a nice surprise when you do.
2: Y'all, I feel like, I don't know, There's there's something in the water where I live because I also... Got, and this was huge. You'll never see this. I got an $800 settlement from a class action lawsuit. Two years That's amazing. Ago.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: And I mean, I deserved it, but still, um I did not think I was going to get that much. You that deserved one. much
0: that... more, Laura, whatever it was.
2: No, I'm pretty sure I got back everything that I spent with them. It was for oh, Noom, okay. that diet oh. app. I don't know if y'all have ever oh, seen okay. it Pat advertised. Uses it. In yeah. Your... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's shit to be honest with you, and that's why they had to. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> well, I'm glad he loved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it worked for him. All right, damn, I won't be recommending that on this show. Um, well, speaking of uh, nutrition, my recommendation this week is the Ghost brand of whey protein powders. A friend turned me on to these uh, very high quality whey protein. Now, here's the fun thing about Ghost they've teamed up, I guess, with some uh, sweets makers, let's say. I buy the Ghost whey protein powder with bits of Chips Ahoy
1: cookies. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, in the protein.
0: And at first, I thought it was just going to be like flavored like Chips Ahoy cookies. No. They're grinding up Chips Ahoy cookies and throwing them into this protein powder. So I just do it with water. I don't use milk. And, you know, I, uh, I drink the thing. And then at the bottom, I got my pile of Chips Ahoy chocolate chips. And then I just throw that cup back. And I open the hatch and whoop, the pile of them goes <laughs> right down into my mouth. It's like a little treat at the end of my protein shake. I've also got uh, Nutter Butter. I used to love Nutter Butter as a kid um, and a bunch of other flavors, including Oreo and Cinnabon. So check them all out. They're on Amazon. You can get them elsewhere, too.
1: I wanted to recommend the brand Naturium. They make bath and body products. You can pick them up uh, at Target. I think all the Targets sell them. But usually I just order off their website because they always have some kind of deal. Um, But earlier in the episode, I was talking about how My skin has been really dry because of winter and also my skin is very sensitive. So I've been very itchy because of the cold weather and this stuff has just saved my skin. I'm like baby soft right now and so comfortable after two weeks of using these products. So highly recommend. Um, I really like their... uh their biolipid restoring body lotion and then they also have a multi-oil body wash which is really nice but if you want a very gentle exfoliant the glycolic acid exfoliating body wash is really nice too it's a little bit more expensive than your average um body products maybe it's about like 15 16 dollars for each bottle if you want to get the full size but um because it's christmas time they also have a bunch of these sets right now so like if you wanted to try the oil body wash and the uh, body cream you could get like a little sample set for 10 bucks on their website right now i'm looking so yeah might be something to look into if you've been struggling with dry winter skin like me
0: sounds good make sure you're following the show in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode and leave us a review on apple Podcasts or spotify we really appreciate those If you use Spotify, oh, and by the way, uh, did you have Millennial in your Spotify wrapped? Please do tag us. We'd be happy to share that. And if you do use Spotify for music, but not podcasts, maybe think about using Spotify to listen to Millennial. If you have any feedback about today's episode, and thanks everybody who was participating in the Discord today. We were getting lots of good feedback in real time. You can email millennialshow at gmail.com, or you can use the contact form or anonymous confessional on millennialshow.com. We're also on social media, of course, Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and threads. And then over on TikTok, we are Millennial Pod. After Dark starts in a moment for patrons and Apple Podcast subscribers. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm
1: Andrew. <laughs> that was sad. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Bye, Bye. everyone.